0: super talk mississippi media production find your new ride at Kia macomb's all new location at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 come find out why macomb loves Kia macomb at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 right on the corner right on the price here we go. Welcome in. Glad to see you guys on this Monday morning after the first NFL Sunday of the season. Hey, I don't know if you guys noticed the Saints absolutely beat the crap out of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Maybe Aaron Rodgers should have spent his off season, you know, working with his wide receivers, building up team chemistry, something like that. Maybe instead of Uh, farting around at at some resort with uh, a B-list actor and his new fiance. Maybe Aaron Rodgers should have been doing what Jameis Winston was doing, which was working out with his teammates and getting ready for a season. Maybe yesterday would have gone differently if Aaron Rodgers had not acted like a high school girl all summer. Wow, what a win. Welcome in. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to see you guys again. We're going to talk college football today. Uh, what we learned this weekend about your teams, what we learned, especially what we learned about Mississippi State, uh, with their win over NC State, a big one. Like I said all week, guys, it was a good team. It's a different challenge for Mississippi State. And they rose to the occasion and beat what I think is going to be an upper half, if not better, ACC team. Uh, the ACC as a whole is not very good as we've learned over the last couple of weeks, but uh I told you guys going in, I think NC State, while a step below Clemson and and you know, possibly North Carolina and Virginia Tech. I do think NC State's a very good team, a very solid program, and it's a good win. So, what do we learn about it, though? What do we learn from it? Ole Miss also blew out Austin P. What did we learn? Not much, but we'll talk about it anyway. And then around the SEC, what we learned there as well. Uh, I do want to remind you, real quick, though, if you're a first-time watcher, if you're uh, new to this, I do it every morning, eight AM, wherever you're watching. Uh, I'd prefer you do it on YouTube. So subscribe to my YouTube channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. Subscribe there and uh, ring the little notification bell as well while you're there. And if you like what you hear, actually like uh, the video. That will help me a ton. Also follow on Twitter and Facebook. And wherever you get your podcasts, Mike in the Morning or My Name should turn up results and subscribe there. Thank uh, all of you for joining me uh, on Saturday night, late Saturday night for the, uh, the post game live stream. I know I was muted for the first minute and 40 seconds because, of course, I was. That's okay. A lot of you still joined anyway, and I uh, I appreciate that. Uh, just a heads up, uh, I will be doing it probably Sunday morning this weekend instead of Saturday night. Uh, that's it. So, anyway, uh, JP's got some thoughts on the Saints. We'll get to those first because it was just, forgive my language, folks. I know it's early. Hopefully, you don't have any kids watching earmuffs. It was an ass-kicking yesterday um did not see it going down like that I was hoping they would win the fan in me was like yeah we're gonna win today did not expect it to to go down like that uh three saints thought thoughts according to JP Davenport pick comes full circle with the sack of Rodgers roster is still deep salute to uh, Ireland and Mickey Loomis I've wanted Peyton to possess the football like yesterday for years um it's almost like the the people like Nick Wright that were spending all offseason talking about how this, the, the bill is due and the Saints have to pay the bill now and all that stuff about the salary cap situation didn't actually look at the roster and, and what they had coming back. And yeah, defensive tackle uh, was a question mark for sure. It looks like they've answered those questions. But I mean, they're, they're good off the edges. They're really good at linebacker. And even though cornerback was a question mark, they appeared to have answered that. Uh, with Paul, the draft pick of Paulson Sinadibo, plus a couple of additions, and Bradley Roby's about to join this team. It's almost as if this Bill is due stuff really only was like halfway true because of the pandemic and how it dropped the salary cap. Like they would have been fine if they didn't have to do that, but they have an elite level offensive line, an elite level playmaker, and Alvin Kamara. The receiving core is obviously fine. And all they need Jameis to do is not screw it up, really. I mean, that, that's all. Drew Brees has had to do over the last few years. My gosh, I mean, he was joking about himself yesterday on the NBC broadcast that one deep ball that Jameis threw was really what what that offense has been missing. It's control the football, dominate the line of scrimmage. They did it on both sides of the ball, and they still have talent all over the place to be a good football team. Are they going to beat everybody 38-3? to 3? No, of course not. There's going to be some losses along the way. But Jameis was really impressive yesterday because there were multiple times where he had a clean pocket because, my gosh, the Saints offensive line was excellent yesterday, uh, but didn't force anything. He had that one bad interception that was called back because of a really bad, really, really, really bad roughing the passer penalty. I mean, just awful. Um, But other than that, he didn't do a whole lot because he doesn't have to. That offense doesn't require you to do much. You don't have to overexert yourself, and he was great yesterday. It's almost as if the Saints roster was still really good, even though, according to Nick Wright, the bill is due and they're going to suck. So that, that didn't look like a football team that sucks to me. I don't know. I don't know. And they get Roby uh, Roby next week, and there are only five more games without Aminata. So they're in really good shape uh jamis winston throwing five touchdowns with no interceptions technically uh that was awesome internet's losing their mind i gotta play this for you we'll get to college football in a second i gotta play this for you though this was jamis yesterday this is so funny in the post game he was trying so hard to not become a meme and he ended up becoming a meme so here's jamis in the post game uh, interview on the field yesterday uh this is just hilarious How did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis? I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. (laughs) What did he say? I don't know. He just said it. He just told us to be prepared. (laughs) Wordsmith, Jameis Winston. Oh, man. Michael Thomas eventually, too. Yeah, they did. That offense was like that uh, without Michael Thomas. And, yeah, Troutman has to catch the football. Uh, But Davenport finally looks like a guy that you traded a first-round pick for. The linebacking core for the Saints is just special. I mean, it's deep. Uh, Quan Alexander playing what is it, eight months after a torn Achilles and playing well? I mean, it's just, it's a good team still. It, the roster is still in really good shape. The offensive line is really, really good. They still have really good weapons. They're going to win a bunch of games, and they're going to make the playoffs, knock on wood, barring injury. I mean, that's what they are. That's what they always were supposed to be. That's what they were always going to be. Uh, but, hey, the Bills do. The Bill. Is do William says, not a Saints fan, but that was impressive. Yeah. After the offseason that Rodgers had, I feel like a lot of people around the country kind of wanted to see him get beat down. And uh, that was fun for a lot of people, as it turns out. Latimore has injury. Yeah. So he was battling a knee injury uh, going into the game. And they decided he could go, obviously, because he played. And then he hurt his hand. And they put a plaster cast on it and he finished the game, but apparently he's now getting surgery. So we'll see how long that keeps him out. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen an update on that. But yeah, he was playing in a plaster cast yesterday and it like happened an hour later. So we got the announcement that he signed his fat new contract and then his injury and surgery. Not good. Um Eventually, they're expecting to be without him for a few games because of his offseason arrest. But also, it sounds like all of those Chargers are going to get dropped. And I don't know. It, it's a mess. But um, he played really well yesterday, despite having some kind of a knee injury and also a cast on his hand. So that's a big win. It's a good team, and they're going to keep being good, and they're going to keep playing well because it's a good football team, and Sean Payton's a good coach, and they have a really good roster, and they're really good up front on the offensive line, and they're really good in deep at the defensive end spot, and they're going to win a bunch of games because that's the roster that they built, and the bill apparently will be due Oh, maybe next year. The bill will finally be due. Um, Sterling says, I saw someone put that Jameis quote in an inspirational meme already. (laughs) I got to go find that because that's so funny. That poor guy. I had one of those moments on on the radio show not too terribly long ago. So we do this thing called Food Friday. Uh, It's where uh, a a local uh, sausage company sponsors a segment where we talk about what we're grilling this weekend. And we get audience submissions and stuff like that. And I was reading a guy's. And he said, you know, he's going through his recipe. And I was just reading it without proofreading. I just read it. And he said, and seasoning it with. A competitor of one of our sponsors, seasoning. So I said, and he's going to season it with seasoning. And then, and so Hadad hey, and Richard still make fun of me about that to this day. So I had one of those Jameis moments myself. Uh, tough to run the ball in the Saints. They abandoned Jones for the bigger back, and Dylan yesterday made no difference. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, they're really good. And they may have the best group of linebackers in all of football. I I'm not like Homer exaggerating. They might actually have the best group of linebackers in football. So that was awesome. What a day yesterday. That was so much fun, man. Oh, and you know, you know I I'm, I'm a New Money Saints fan. I adopted them when I moved to Jackson. I don't have I don't have any ties to uh, to New Orleans or, or Louisiana actually. I just when I moved to Jackson, I got the local Fox channel. A couple of my buddies that lived here were Saints fans, so I figured what the hell. Uh you know that felt really good. For, for the people in New Orleans and in southwest Louisiana that uh, have been dealing with real life stuff, you know for a few hours that, that that was awesome yesterday. So there's more to that win than just it's a cool win for, for some people. I saw some pictures of a fire station uh, down there uh, yesterday and just what those guys have been dealing with for the last few weeks to see that unfold was probably a nice distraction so that's a really cool win for for a lot of reasons not just football reasons yeah rg3 is not funny jp not at all <laughs> he he's got to clean that up like he, that was not funny at all so um I'm gonna be some wards exchange in the heisman house yeah that was ugh, that was tough That was tough. All right, enough about the Saints. You guys are here to talk college football. What did we learn this weekend? What did we learn? I'd love to hear from you guys as well in the comments. A lot of you have already done it, obviously, today. But what did you learn about your football team this weekend? What did you learn? And I'll start with the big win of the weekend, at least around here. Uh, Mississippi State, what did we learn about the Bulldogs this weekend? First of all, like I said on Saturday night, some of you guys were with me on Saturday, I am preparing myself for when somebody tries to do the, I thought you said NC State was better than Louisiana Tech thing. I'm preparing myself for that. What we learned about Mississippi State, to me, most importantly, is that they can win, and this is going to get taken the wrong way, they can win ugly. And what I mean by ugly is they don't have to win a scoring fest. NC State didn't uh, didn't score on Mississippi State. They won the game on special teams. The opening kickoff set the tone for that game, of course. They won on special teams, they won in the turnover battle, and they won on the defensive line of scrimmage. That's how Mississippi State won the game, and that's not pretty and that's not flashy and it's not lighting up a scoreboard and stuff like that, but but it was they they dirtied the game up, and that's a good thing. It's a compliment. They won ugly. In the best way. They won with physicality in the front six on defense. Uh, they won with special teams. They won with turnovers. Th- that's how I think they're going to have to win games moving forward, with the exception of like the Vanderbilt game in Tennessee Tech or State, whichever one it is. Uh, they won ugly on Saturday night, and that's a good thing. It's a compliment. Um, that's how they're going to have to win football games this year, I think, because the offense still... Struggles up front, too many penalties on the offensive line. Um, They're still not great there. They did protect Rodgers better. you got to give credit where it's due. They protected him better, and and Rodgers' pocket presence looked a little bit better. He he didn't hold on to the football too long as much as he did last week, got the ball out a little bit. Um, So they were better, still not great, though. And, And the offense just right now is not explosive. Um when you throw 49 passes in the game and you only have 294 yards and the completion percentage it's is good it's 33 of 49 but only 294 that's 6 yards per attempt so the offense for now is just not going to be explosive for for Mississippi State it's just not um ran the football a little bit uh didn't have great success doing it but you know it's a Mike Leach offense They lack explosiveness on offense, and so they're going to have to win games like this. But what you learned on Saturday night is that you can. That defense is who we thought they were going to be going into the season. Uh, Last Saturday was not a good audition for the state defense. Uh, They didn't control the line of scrimmage very well against Louisiana Tech. They didn't cover well, honestly, against Louisiana Tech, and and although – Uh, Leary missed a couple of deep balls for open receivers. I think State covered well. Uh, They played downhill, but most importantly, the front six controlled the line of scrimmage. It's an NC State team that really wants to run the football, and they're good at it. They're good at it. I told you going in that that Zonovan Knight uh, isn't a guy that I think will be on an NFL roster next year. I mean, he's good. He's a good player. Uh, They have uh, Pearson's also a good player. Uh, They have a good offensive line, at least people thought they did until uh, Saturday night. And State completely dominated and controlled the line of scrimmage. State averaged 1.5 yards per carry. State's offense did. And that was better than NC State's 1.3 yards per carry in the game. Of course, that's sack adjusted, but still. Uh, Knight averaged under four yards per carry, only had 34 yards in the game. Uh, Pearson averaged 2.4, only had 25 yards in the game the front seven six in the three three five uh is who we thought they were they just have to be consistent now that that, that's the next step for state is we know defensively that they are who we thought they were but we knew after louisiana tech i said it saturday night i think also monday of last week as well we have a sample size that says that those guys are better than the way they played against louisiana tech and they showed you exactly why nc state was a better team Better offense, better players, better quarterback even. I still think that. Uh, but the front six was physical and dominant in first state. So we learned that they can win ugly. We learned that they probably are going to have to win ugly. And the the defense is who we thought that they were. And that's a really good thing uh, for state. Uh, I love the group of linebackers. They're really good. Uh, but I was impressed with the the front three. Uh, the defensive line, they really actually controlled the line of scrimmage against uh, an upgrade for sure in NC State. Now the question is consistency. Can you do that every week? Because we've got two games so far this year for State. One, the line of scrimmage, the line of scrimmage got controlled. And two, against a better team, they were dominant up front. So, uh, not explosive on offense, at least not yet, Um they may just not be able to, but if they need to win ugly, we have seen that they can. It was a really nice win, really, really, really good win for uh, for Mississippi State. They muddied the game up, and that played in their favor. And I think that's how they'll have to win games this year. And obviously, they're capable of uh, of doing it. See, Bulldogs are good on defense. Chuck says, "Yeah, yeah, for sure." They, I mean that that's what won the game. It was special teams and defense. I mean, they smothered, smothered NC State. Uh, Zach Arnett, man, he's he's just the best. We talked about this Saturday, some, but I mean, he's he's one of the best. That was a really impressive performance. His guys were ready. His guys were ready. Uh, from the Ole Miss side of things, what can we learn from a game against Austin P? Honestly, not a whole lot. Although there's a back judge that doesn't really know what pass interference is. Uh, there's some hand fighting and stuff going on, but some of those were were pretty ticky-tack. Um, as far as, you know, the way they looked, whatever, I mean, they, they won, what was it, 54-17? Yeah, 54-17, 10 of those points came in the second half when the game was very clearly in doubt. Ole Miss, honestly, looked like a team that was playing their second game in five days, they looked like a team that only had one practice between the Louisville game and that game, and they looked like a team that was a little disinterested in playing against Austin P. I know the scoreboard was dominant because it was, but when you when I watched that game, I kept thinking, this team's a little tired and they're lacking motivation <laughs> because it's Austin P. So as far as things we can actually learn from the game, I don't know if there's a whole lot, honestly. Uh, I mean I, I'll do a podcast later. Old Miss specific. uh, I'll do a radio show where we'll have to talk about the game and and, you know what's what's there to take away. It's Austin P. Nobody got hurt. That's what that's what you take away from the game is nobody got hurt. Um, Corral got to pat his uh, passing touchdown stats. If they're going to build a Heisman campaign, he's got to have more touchdown passes. So they they built some of that up. And uh, no, nobody got hurt. Uh, Malone played a little bit, so you know the knee's getting a little bit better. Obviously, uh, Braylon Brown played as well, so that uh, that was not a, uh, a season-ending injury, uh, apparently. So th- that was good. So those two guys that were limited in camp, um, you know, played in week two, so that's good. Uh, Lane Kiffin said after the game that they only. Played John Rice Plumley at quarterback in the second half to try to keep fans around that he is not practicing at quarterback and didn't all week. But he and Levy through the headsets were like, let's put Plumley in. And Levy was like, well, he didn't practice these. And Kiffin's reply was, he'll be fine. We got to keep the fans here. <laughs> it was that kind of night. Literally, let's just put Plumley at quarterback to keep the fans around, even though he doesn't practice it anymore. That's the kind of game it was. Uh, you know, a couple of young guys flashed a little bit, but again, it's Austin P. Ole Miss has a big test this Saturday, a huge test this Saturday with Tulane. Tulane can score, and I imagine that they are watching Oklahoma film to wake up their team a lot because Tulane can score. This is a challenge coming to Oxford this weekend. The big takeaway is nobody got hurt at least as far as I know. It does not appear that anybody got hurt. They held out Springer and, and Umana, and it sounds like that was just more or less a, if it was Alabama, you guys would probably be playing, but it's Austin Peay, so you're not going to play kind of thing. It sounds like they anticipate them to be back this week, if not for the Alabama game after, uh, after the bye. And here's the big one. Zone Buster says Ole Miss has to clean up the penalties. That's a problem now. That's two games in a row where they did not get better, uh penalty wise. And you cannot have what was the final tally? Let's see. I know it was over a hundred again. Let's see if I can find it. Penalties, penalties, penalties. Twelve penalties for 130 yards for Ole Miss. That was after 125 yards, if I remember correctly, worth of penalties against Louisville. You're not beating Alabama in three weeks if you have that many penalties, hell, you're not beating Arkansas. You're probably not beating Auburn. You're not beating Mississippi state. If you have 130 yards worth of penalties, you're not, they're not an eight, nine win team. Like some people think they are Uh, not if they keep committing penalties like that. And yes, I know there were some uh, that I did completely disagreed with that back judge just really wanted to throw his flag for pass interference. I swear he didn't know what it was, Um, but yeah, they've got to clean that up. They have got to clean that up, and they've got to do it soon, or else they are going to lose conference games because of penalties. It's going it's going to happen if they don't clean this up quickly. Chris says, Altmaier looked decent. Yeah, he, he hurt himself. Uh, I, I'm interested to hear if they actually address it today in the press conferences, but he got hurt a little bit, uh, so we'll see there. But um, I, I said this on Friday. I just don't want to read too much into backup quarterbacks late in games against Austin P. You know, uh, I like, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, is the quarterback of the future. And he showed it or oh, Altmeier sucks. They got to go hit the portal to get a guy based on, you know, half a football against Austin P. But he did get hurt a little bit and it looked like he was not a hundred percent at all. Uh, after that injury, he was kind of, you know, wincing and, and grabbing himself from what I could see. I'll be honest. In the second half, I, I started – my eyes were diverted elsewhere. I had stayed on one TV, Ole Miss on the other, and then once Ole Miss kind of controlled that game, I started flipping it to Texas, Arkansas. So, Sterling says, Ole Miss is looking potent, but if you're looking for something to critic, too many penalties. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Almost 300 yards, I think. It's like 250 yards worth of penalties in two games. That's, that's not beating Texas A&M, for example. No shot. No shot at all. JP talking about Southern Miss says, defense is going to keep them in Conference USA games. Hall's play calling was never going to allow Lowe to finish the season. Coach Hall was still thinking about the USAL postgame Saturday. Well, he's got to shake that off. got to shake that off, man. You you lost a football game. Shake it off. Uh, stop that. You're not a fraud. The fans don't hate you. They know it's taking some time and stuff. And, like, you know, it's all right. It's all right. But, you know. Being better than your opponent and playing like you're better than your opponent is always good. JP also adds two touchdown favorite against two lane are the reps. My coin would be on the over in this matchup. Yeah, here's a challenge for the Ole Miss defense. They're clearly better. We don't know how much, but they are definitely better. We talked about that after the Louisville game. They are better. How much? We'll find out Saturday because that two lane offense scored not at will, but consistently against Oklahoma and they had what was it 50 points at the half or something like that let me uh they're playing like morgan state or something like that but still um yeah it was 69 to 20 and the halftime score so yeah they had 50 points at the half against like it's, it's morgan state but still it's an explosive offense, and uh, we're, we're going to find out on Saturday how much uh, how much better Ole Miss's defense has actually gotten. They are improved, but by how much? Tulane's going to come in confident. Tulane is going to come in confident. As far as around the SEC, what do we learn about the rest of the league? Alabama, nothing about the Mercer game. Uh, there was a lot that they put on film that Nick Saban's going to rip his team for, and so he's happy about that. Uh, Georgia absolutely lit up UAB without JT Daniels as well. Stetson Bennett started the game. Sorry. Uh, Stetson Bennett started the game, completed 10 passes for 288 yards. So Georgia significantly better than UAB, but I expected the Blazers to put up a, a kind, uh, some kind of a challenge. But Georgia's defense is so suffocating. You know, I, I wasn't on that Georgia's going to win a national championship train. I'm still not. But damn, I might be wrong. Defense does win championships as it turns out. Uh, Texas A&M is human. They're human. I thought, and I still think they have a chance to be really, really good. But Haynes King goes down in the game at Colorado and Calzada was atrocious after that. And that was a week after A&M's offense with King was pretty Pretty atrocious in week one. So Texas a and is definitely human. Um, they get after you on defense a little bit, but I, I've got to see more. I mean, I, I was sold on this was a, a great running game and a great offense, and, you know, they're, they're going to move the football at multiple different ways. They've got this great tight end, and they've got good wide receivers and all that. That's what I was sold on. Well, Haynes King goes down, and they were invisible. Uh, they're definitely human, if, uh, if nothing else. They were lucky to get away from Denver. With a win there, no doubt. Um, Kentucky is for real. I think Kentucky is a, a real—I don't want to say contender, but it's a—it's a good football team. They'll finish third in the East, I think, after their win over Missouri. But you know, there's a reason Levis transferred from Penn State, and yes, he can throw pretty deep balls against ULM. And everybody's talking about how James Franklin regrets letting him go. And as it turns out, he he should not. Uh, I do think Kentucky's for real, though. That running game is really good. Uh, They'll lead the SEC in rushing this year, I suspect. And uh, they'll finish third in the East. I think if you were on that train with me as far as Kentucky and being good and finishing third in the East, that was confirmed. That was confirmed this weekend. Uh, Florida, Anthony Richardson needs to be their starting quarterback. I know he's banged up, but Anthony Richardson is their best chance at winning games. Anthony Richardson to Dan Mullen is like what Nick Nick Fitzgerald was to Dan Mullen, although I think Richardson's going to be a better passer than Fitzgerald, but he's physical like that. He's big, but he can still outrun defenses. Uh, Unless the only reason Dan is not playing him is because he's not 100%. He's got that lingering hamstring issue. Uh, He's the better quarterback. And they're not beating Alabama unless Richardson takes the majority of the snaps at quarterback this weekend. They are not beating Alabama at all unless Richardson's your guy, if he's able to go, if he's 100%. Um, That kind of guy in a Dan Mullen offense is scary. He's the better option. Emory Jones is not it. Anthony Richardson is it. He's the truth. And uh, that guy in that offense is scary. He's Nick Fitzgerald with appears to be more accurate throwing the football, but we'll see. Uh, But they're not beating Alabama unless he takes the majority of snaps. There's no way. Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. We talked about it Saturday night. They, They exposed the softness of Texas. Texas is soft. Arkansas was physical, took it right to Texas. Um, still not explosive offensively you know I, I want to see Arkansas when they're up against an offense like an Ole Miss uh, Alabama and so on but they just lined up and ran it right at Texas ran it right freaking at them and physically dominated Texas woo pig suey Texas is soft Arkansas exposed it physical not explosive but they're going to be a pain for a lot of people to defend cuz they're going to want to line up and run it right at you. I don't think they have the quarterback that can beat most teams over the top. So, physical football games coming uh, against Arkansas. Uh Tennessee, we talked about it Saturday, but Bears repeating, they're bad especially in the trenches. I think that's their biggest weakness. Uh Tennessee's going to lose a bunch of games uh this year. They couldn't block Pitt. Uh, they couldn't do anything at all on Pittsburgh. Although um Joe Milton should not be their starter moving forward. I know he got hurt, but he's not the guy. He's not the guy. South Carolina is who I thought they were. Yes, they are 2-0. It's wins over Eastern Illinois in a last-second field goal over East Carolina, who's quite bad. Uh, South Carolina is bad. They are bad. Vanderbilt. Congrats to Vanderbilt for bouncing back and getting a win. That was fun. I stayed up late for that. I uh, I was regretting it yesterday, but I stayed up late for that one to watch them beat Colorado State. So you go from getting smoked at home by East Tennessee to going on the road to Colorado State and winning a game. That's Vanderbilt. So they're not going winless this year. But uh, that was nice to see. I mean, you could have very easily just laid another egg after that performance, so good for them. And uh, don't know anything about Auburn still. I mean, they've played two really bad football teams. They have blown them both out, but that's that's what they should do we'll learn a lot about auburn this weekend when they go to penn state and as colby says penn state going to put it on auburn i hope so i hope so um because that will be one of my picks this week is that penn state is going to beat auburn uh handedly as well and i agree with you and it is not a top five team not right now they're not not right now they're not uh and lsu uh if Ordron was going to inspire confidence in his fan base after the loss to UCLA, lose or, or winning at halftime, seventeen to nothing over McNeese State, and his son is not going to get it done. Very important few weeks coming up for Cocho, or else uh, people are going to get really restless. There, they already are. I mean, you know how how they work there, but important weeks coming for Cocho. That was not an inspiring performance on on Saturday night at all. Non-sequitur, JP says. Florida State has fallen to the level of Nebraska and Tennessee. Just wow. UAB blanked that Jacksonville State team a week prior. 11 years later, that Ellen Oxford doesn't look so bad. Uh, Funny thing about that. Florida State's in a bind. Because I've already seen people say that Florida State needs to fire Mike Norvell. Okay, fire Mike Norvell. But that would be their second coach that they would fire after two years. And at, at some point... This is the same thing I said about Mississippi State. Uh, after the Louisiana Tech game, some fans were saying that Mike Leach is going to work and they should fire him. Not, nobody worth a damn is going to pick up your phone call when you fire a coach after two years and then fire his, his replacement after two years. You will eventually be able to hire a coach because it is Florida State and they do have a lot of money. But at some point, people are going to stop taking your phone call. Like I saw uh, somebody screenshot a uh, Florida State message board and say, Billy Napier, 0% chance he picks up the phone. Not happening. If you fire a coach after two years and then fire the next coach after two years, a guy like Napier is not taking your call. And then what about Lane Kiffin? He's not taking your call either. Not if you do that. There's a 0% chance. Your top 10 candidates are all going to say no. If you go two years fired, two years fired, no shot. 0% 0% chance. You have at some point have to give a guy a chance to build his program and make it his own. Two years isn't enough time. So Florida State's in trouble. Also, this is hilarious. I want to show you guys something. I saw this this morning. Apparently after the game, a Florida State offensive lineman just could not wait. He he loves his woman so much, he could not wait. But to pop the question And I know how these things work. I know that you plan these way in advance. But look at this image. That right there in the background is Jacksonville State celebrating their Hail Mary upset win over Florida State on the field that he is proposing to his girlfriend on. (laughs) Look at this. I mean... You can't make this up. High comedy. Look at that celebration going on in the background. Honey, will you marry me? There's, there's nobody I'd rather go through painstaking losses than with you. Will you marry me? <laughs> that is Florida State football right there, guys. Jacksonville State celebrating in the background. This guy proposing to his girlfriend. In the foreground. Yikes. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. Um, they can't fire Mike Norville. I mean, I guess they could. But you want to make yourself a very unattractive job, you'll fire two coaches in a row after two years. Yeah. I love when people say that. Oh, they can, they can hire Kiffin. No, no. Mm-mm. Not if they do that, they won't. Not if they do that, they won't. Um, we are going to see, if you're an Ole Miss fan listening to this, uh, you're going to see Kiffin to every program in America. Just be prepared for it. Just be prepared for it. Scrap that engagement plan, Sterling says. Not meant to be, bud. Yeah, or just do it like the next game. You know, It's not like that was some big extravagant thing. You're just proposing on the field. Like Mine was on a sailboat. I had a badass proposal. Like I, I never brag on myself, but I nailed that one. Uh, in the middle of the San Francisco Bay, we were getting a sailing lesson. It was sick. Uh, That's the kind of thing that you just got to go through with it, regardless of what happens. Um, Proposing on the field, the field's always going to be there. You got more games this year on that field. Nothing else to do. Maybe just, like, do it next game. You know? (laughs) Do it next game. Oh, man. Adversity, though. I guess uh, if they can make it through this, they can make it through anything or something like that. So... Big weekend upcoming. Uh, interesting games here in the state of Mississippi as well. I mean, Memphis gave up like 500 passing yards at Arkansas State this weekend in their win, but they gave up a bunch of yards through the air. Weird place to go play for state. They're better than Memphis. I think they'll, they'll win the game, but interesting test for them. Um, they got to go up there prepared and ready to play, or else you know weird things can happen there. And, and Ole Miss with Tulane coming to town. I mean they can score interesting week upcoming no doubt about it but uh, running a little log this morning so I'm gonna hang it up thank you guys uh, for tuning in don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel subscribe on YouTube uh, we learned that Mississippi State can win ugly and they might need to this year if they're going to meet meet the goals that people have for them and uh, old Miss what can we learn about a win over Austin P as long as there are no injuries that's really all that matters so Y'all have a great day. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll be back here tomorrow morning at 8 and also on the radio this afternoon. Y'all have a good one. I'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. I'm leave my down on this floor. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.